We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Love, death, the gods, it doesn't get much higher stakes than today's story, Annabelle Lee, by Edgar Allan Poe, one of the last poems he wrote before he died. I don't know if you knew that. What's the fancy word you always teach me to say? Posthumously? Posthumously. <laughs> yes, that, that's the word. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important that we consider the author's life maybe a little bit for this discussion. I've never read a biography on him, but I think you have picked up on something from his life that has been useful for some of our talks that I, I'm just now learning, particularly as people comment on these videos uh, months later, I've learned a lot. But I thought maybe we read through this poem together and kind of talk about it and break it down together on what it might mean to us. That sounds fantastic. I think Poe definitely is one of those authors that the more you know about him and his personal life, the more you're going to get out of his readings and have a deeper understanding of what he might try and been, been saying to you as an individual and how he was commenting, I think, especially like in this poem about love. So let's get into it. I'm excited. It was many and many a year ago in a kingdom by the sea that a maiden there lived whom you may know by the name of Annabel Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. Now, many times you and I have talked about Poe being the master of the framed narrative, where there's like a, a different character that's introducing, like I heard this story, and it gives you like some separation. Here, the separation is this, you know, this kingdom by the sea. Like, is this real life? Is it fake? Like, like is this going to be a different world from the ones that we live in? Like, what did you think about the separation he creates with this? See, I kind of took it a different approach. It felt very self-centered to me. Um, so I, I can understand how there is this separation, but I felt like he was really putting himself in the center of the, the poem at the very beginning that it's his loss of Annabelle Lee. It's all about him and how she is affecting him, not how he's affected her or how he feels about her. I kind of had the Star Wars experience like in a land far, far away, a kingdom by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can understand that. Uh, I will say this, that some critics do use the word fairy tale to describe the atmosphere or tone of this. So maybe let's kind of explore a little bit about how like you took that and, and what that means in this context. So when you say the word fairy tale, do you mean that it, it's, it's fantasy or that it's not true story? Because it, the story, like many Poe uh, stories, feels very gothic to me, like a gothic fairy tale, like Brothers Grimm type idea. The papers that I was reading, the the person analyzing it kind of discussed this idea of separating... For what reason? Like he was kind of exploring that too. Is it because of madness? Is it because there's a different rule system to this world? We're going to notice that maybe some things are behaving ways that they don't in ours, or maybe we should question as to why it's being positioned that way. Uh, let's, let's, let's walk through this next few lines here, and maybe it'll become a little bit more clear. I was a child, and she was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love. I and my Annabelle Lee. 
with a love that winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. So it's kind of interesting that they were young, but they're being admired by these seraphs of heaven, right? Like the idea of gods envying human love. Like, 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 isn't paradise supposed to be the end game? Like everything's perfect in paradise. Like how could they look down on earthly love and be like, oh man, I wish I had that. Like, that's kind of interesting to me. Well, I think there's a couple of things here to note is that he's starting off very innocent and young. And I think there is something that's very genuine, maybe even more genuine about a young love because it has no strings attached. And then I think as it pushes forward, as godly beings are looking down upon us, they're jealous because I think that there has to be a sense of mortality that uh, love is finite in in our world, where if it goes on forever, it kind of loses its luster after a while, right? But if you know, hey, I'm only going to get 40 or 50 years with this person, and I'm going to love them to the best of my ability and give them, all, them my all, I think that that gives something a little bit more meaning. For that flip of this, of these being angels, these seraphs in heaven that are coveting this love down on earth, shouldn't the angels have that permission of infinity shouldn't the angels not covet something short term even like 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 if, if this is just mortal love shouldn't it be lesser than perfect love in a sense uh why would something that isn't cursed by like a limitation if you will like the fact that life is limited here you know this kind of approaches that feeling that with uh those those vampire stories you know like when they're living forever and they start to realize life is dull, right? Like they want to die in a sense, right? Is the short term or brevity or youth of love something that makes it more attractive even? We've talked about love before and we try to say, how do you define it? But I think there is something there of if you can't define it and it's not perfect, then it does feel more real because love takes work. You, you can say, oh, I love this one. You know, they're my soulmate. And that's all good. That's wonderful. I, I, I applaud you to that. But I think that if you have to work more towards something, you are more appreciative towards something. And it's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to give you this perfect love. Then it seems disingenuous where if I have to work towards this, I feel like it's going to have more impact in my life. And I think that's uh, what I kind of took out of this, of, of what Poe was speaking to me. I wonder if that, that work towards it, like mentality, like, like why does that make it more special? And I wonder if any of it has to do with when you put yourself into something, into this relationship, does that personalize it? Right. Like if love was just given to you, if someone just came up and you, and you two are just in love, like that, that seems great. But but where are you in that picture? Right. Like there should be contribution and efforts and work on your end that adds to the story of love. Otherwise, it's something given to you and it's not something that you're a part of and created too. And I think that kind of takes us to the next part of the poem, right, is where if Annabelle Lee is Poe's Virginia then is he having to work really hard for this relationship because of the the nature of of their relationship oh well l let me add in for readers at home because maybe they're like me i don't know as much as poe as as you do so i actually just learned with with looking up some stuff about this poem that poe was publicly married to virginia clem when she was 13 and he was 27 and you've made some comments before about and it was like his like first cousin or something like that you've made some yep. comments before like exactly. when we did the fall of usher i had no idea 
right? So, so I, I'm not trying to say that Poe's injecting, you know, his personal life into it, but we must be informed that he did view young love as, as something that existed, right? Like when she was 13, like this has to be in the realm of discussion. And in this, in this poem, the, these two characters are very young. And because of that youth, because of that energy, that's why angels covet the love, like an interesting choice of words because of choice, interesting choice of words, because I don't usually think of angels coveting things, especially from, you know, us weak, weak humans. But I think that, yeah, to our point, back to the idea of that this takes work is their first cousins, they see themselves maybe as family. And of course, this was written a different time period where that was a lot more acceptable to, to marrying people inside of your family. But still, he saw her as someone that was maybe not of a romantic love, just this is family love, like a brother sister type relationship. And so it's it, he's having to work towards it. And it may be coming out in this poem, at least that's how I see is that the narrator and Annabelle Lee having to work hard on their relationship. And I think that's why this love feels so good. <laughs> at least it did okay. to me. Okay. Now the next line, and this was the reason that long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee, so that her high-born kinsmen came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulchre in this kingdom by the sea. So sepulchre, quick definition for those that don't know, small yeah, room or monument, cut in rock, built of stone, which a dead person is later buried. A, a grave, a tomb, right? Like a, 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 tomb. a little bit nicer, though. <laughs> yeah, I had to look that up as well. So uh, don't feel bad, readers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, this line right here. So that her high-born kinsmen came and bore her away from me. Who are these high-born kinsmen in your mind when you're reading this? Well, because we were just talking about the the idea that these are the angels, right? They're the ones that are coming because they're jealous. So the angels are coming to steal her away from the narrator. That's all that I think is that, that that had to be the gods or angels, right? Oh, fascinating because that's what I read in some analysis too. When I read it, me in a room by myself, just, just reading this, this said okay. to me, higher class, her, her kinsmen. So that's when I started to think, oh, because, you know, Poe writes all the time about the class divide, about the poverty line, right? And what, what, what is stronger than the poverty line? Like, like, why would a rich person marry a lower person, right? It's the great fairy tale story if you mm. decide to read this in a fairy tale method. You don't have to. But it's the idea that their love was so powerful, it could cross that poverty line, right? Like, usually when, when wealth and a decision had to be made— if you were a rich person and you realized you could go with another rich person or the low person, love wouldn't cross that that line, especially when love was of, of not of convenience, not of love, but of status, mm. of keeping your wealth. That her kinsman, right? Maybe she was upper class, took a her princess. away. Yeah, took her away yeah. to die. And that's what separated him. And again, cold in literature associated with being together with someone or being separated and lonely. And so they're separated by a class divide and her dad, the king, is coming to take her away and she sacrifices herself. And now he's like, now I've lost my Annabelle Lee. Oh, I love it. it it's, uh, right. it, I mean, it's, it's classic Poe tragedy love, right? It's good. Right. Well, it, if, if you decide to read it that way, it completes that, you know, a chilling cold wind killed her, right? Like the loneliness, the separation, uh, her being separated from love is, is, could be part of what killed her. Agreed. That's a great interpretation. Good job, man. The angels 
not half so happy in heaven when envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. So if you read it in like the celestial way, like these are the the gods, the angels coming to take yeah, her like away, I did. Like, like, like in your reading, um, you have an undetectable invisible force, right? Like how, how, how do you know that's, that's the case that that's what's taking her away? And I think it's interesting that, okay, so if we think it is celestial, that like, that's the first thing our minds go to when we blame, when something goes wrong and we can't explain it. Oh, it's the gods almost even like, like, how did you take the, the passing of her at this point in time? Yeah, the traditional way, I guess, of seeing that it was the gods were jealous, so they struck her down. But I like your idea that if it's more in realism of this class divide, maybe she's sneaking out to see the narrator for love and she gets like pneumonia and that's what <laughs> kills her. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, my brain's kind of going of, of kind of following your more realistic view and not taking this uh, fantasy approach of the angels and the gods striking her down. I kind of like it better. It makes it feel more genuine, more real, like we were talking about earlier. Here's another way to talk about it is you can't talk about apple pies without apple. You can't talk about Poe without madness, right? Let's, let's read this next line here. But our love, it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we. And neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise, but I feel the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so, all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride, and her sepulchre there by the sea, in her tomb by the sounding sea. So apparently some people have even asked the question when he's lying there down by the sea and, and he's you know not separated from Annabelle Lee. Is he actually there? Like, are we going full Rose for Emily, like by William Faulkner, where he has like her body or he's just sitting outside the tomb and he's lost it. And all he can do is just sit there to try to be by her. And he sees her in the moonlight. He sees her in the sea. Like the idea that he's, he's losing his mind because all he can see now is his lost loved one. I think it, it speaks to that, that passion that we have when we're younger, that the narrator loved her so much, loved her so hard that he feels incomplete without her, that their souls were intertwined, that they were soulmates. And now that she's gone, he doesn't know how to function. He's just sitting there a mess, a wreck, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. And I love how it gives it that sing-song quality of all of the rhyming of Annabelle Lee and the sea and me. And I feel like all of that kind of twisted together uh, gives you that, that this guy is just sitting there on the beach next to her monument and just a blubbering idiot. Yeah. I almost even want to pay someone like on Fiverr to go create the song. Remember that Huey Lewis in the news, the power of love song. The power <laughs> yeah. of I want to do that with Annabelle Lee. I don't know why. I just think that would be the Annabelle Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so critics want to know, is this him writing about his Virginia Clem? Is this just writing about a young love? Like no matter how you take it, whether it's that or a commentary on, on the gods or even how we, blame the gods for things that we can't understand or how we lose our mind when we lose loved ones. You can't deny the very human element that Poe brings to every single piece 
that he writes. And I thank you for pushing me to uh, get more into Poe because every single thing that we read is just fire now from him. And so now we have to commit to a novel by him, right? And really jump into the deep end of Poe. <laughs> oh, I guess he did write a novel. It says the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym. I don't know. We'll do some more research. You let us know in the comments down below what you would like to see us cover by Poe, poem, story, or I guess novel perhaps. <laughs> Next, my name's Ben Una. Thanks for spending time with us. Peace.